Hi there, it's Lucia, host of the Witch Money podcast here. Before we start today's episode, I just wanted to tell you about a really handy new tool from us here at Witch, and even better, it's free. It's called My Money Health Check. All you need to do is answer a few quick questions about your finances, and then we'll do the rest, pointing you towards our brilliant witch advice that we think you'll find really useful. Once again, that's My Money Health Checks. If you want help with cutting your bills or making your money go further, it's the place for you. Just head to witch.co.uk forward slash My Money Health Check. Hi there, it's Rob here, the producer of the Witch Money podcast. And before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to tell you all about a brand new podcast from us here at Witch that I think you're really going to enjoy. Now, it's called Witch Shorts, and in that podcast, we'll be bringing you the very best articles from across witch.co.uk and our various magazines. Now, those articles will be there every single week, available for you to listen to. And that's because we know you're busy, so you can have a listen wherever you are to our insightful journalism. So you might be at home, you might be on the move, but you'll be able to enjoy them wherever you are. Now, we've already released our first batch of episodes for you to listen to. You can hear everything from a deep dive into cryptocurrency to investigating NHS versus private healthcare and even a trip to Crete as well to give you a bit of summer holiday inspiration. So all you need to do is search which shorts wherever you're listening to this podcast. Welcome to the Witch Money Podcast, your weekly hit of money news and personal finance hacks to help make you better off. I'm your host, Lucia Ariano, and here's what's coming up this week. Ultimately, it could kind of backfire on these companies. You know, as we all kind of assess which monthly payments we want to keep and which ones we want to cancel, if the price hikes are really steep and, you know, are above inflation, they might be the payments that people cancel first. So Spotify have premium duo plan. Instead of you live in a household with another person, that's going to save you money because you don't have to buy individual subscriptions. You could actually save, you know, £71.80 a year. I'm usually quite on it with subscriptions. I'm so that sort of person that just like gets the free trial, sets up the reminder and then I'm just out of there. So I thought like, oh, I'll be, you know, this won't help me that much. I'll be fine. But actually it was really useful. So it gave, you know, gave a sort of full picture of where my spending was going. They're the little bills that so often go unnoticed. Whether it's streaming your favourite films or getting your fill of coffee, paying for subscriptions has become the norm for many. But the odd five or ten pounds here and there and everywhere does of course add up. Last year, Barclay Card reported that people who signed up to subscriptions spent an average of £620 over the year, up 12% on the previous 12 months. So with costs rising, we're going to be taking a look at where and how you can make make savings in this area. And to do so, we're joined by witch journalists Grace Witherden and Hannah Downs. Hello, Bo. Thank you for coming on the show today. I'm really excited to hear what you all have to say uh, on these little bills today. Thanks for having us on. I'm hoping that we can save people some money today. Hi, Lucia. Thanks for having us on. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us. Now, if we start then with that Barclay Card report I mentioned a moment ago, it surveyed 2,000 people and found eight in 10 households were signed up to at least one subscription service, with entertainment platforms for music and films topping the list at 46%. Now, Grace and Hannah, 
it's a big figure, isn't it? And these days you could quite easily have multiple scriptions for one thing, like just watching the telly. And I know I'm guilty of that. There's been a real shift over the last few years, hasn't there? Yeah, there's so many subscriptions about. I mean, I was looking at what I was signed up to the other day. Mm. I was signed up to four or five different TV streaming sites, a music streaming site. And I even had ones I didn't even realise I'd signed up to, um, like Vitamins and this beauty subscription, none of which I'm actually like really using. Mm. Um, so easily you, done. Yeah, you can just get them for everything now. Um, they sign you up and you just forget about them. Yeah, and I think um, as well during the the pandemic, people, you know, spending more time at home kind of signed up to more of these music and telly streaming sites, um, you know, but now that we're not in lockdown, um, people might be kind of reconsidering whether whether they want to pay for these subscription sites. Exactly. It felt like in lockdown, there really was nothing else to do but watch TV. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or like have like gym, gym, you know, like video gym subscriptions, but now there's so much more to do. So we've already mentioned people are spending more on subscriptions, um, and this could be because we're signing up to more of them, as you say. But the elephant in the room here is that they're also going up in price. Um, you know, I had an email from one of my subscriptions about a rise last week, and it pushed me probably 90% towards cancelling. I I really need to, and I think I will do it. But this just really touches the iceberg, doesn't it, Grace? Because it's happening across the board at the moment. So where are you seeing the biggest changes? Yeah, well, TV subscriptions are definitely going up. Um, People may, if you've got Netflix, you may have had an alert recently or an email to say that um, your prices for basic and standard plans will be going up £1 a month and the premium service will be going up £2 a month. Um, We've also had Spotify went up um, last year, Disney raised its prices last year Um, nothing's been done with Amazon yet, but it has gone up in the US, so I wouldn't be surprised if we see a price rise there towards the end of the year as well. So definitely like within the last 12 months, these um, streaming giants have been like upping the prices by only, you know, a pound or two pounds. But actually that is a lot when if, it, if you've got four subscriptions and they're all upping it by a pound or two pounds, that's suddenly quite a bit more a month. So a lot of people may have been signed up to the Pret deal. Um, I think it was quite popular in our office at some point, but you could get, um, you know, you could get unlimited coffee. And it seemed like a good deal. But recently, well, a few months back, they raised that by 25%. Um, so now, instead of paying £20 a month, it's £25 a month. Um, and that's one that's really interesting as well, because you really have to be getting your daily coffees for that one to work out as worthwhile, in my opinion. Um, I, I definitely think, considering how much you get it, it, it might not be worth it. A 25% rise. I mean, hearing these examples, I'm shocked really by how substantial the rises can be. You know, we know the cost of living is skyrocketing. If, but if we look at inflation, it rose by 9% um, in the 12 months to April, which is up from 7% in March. But some of the rises we've just heard about are going up by even more than inflation. Hannah, how can they justify this? And really, do you think they can justify it? Yeah, so obviously a lot of businesses are putting up their prices um, kind of in light of inflation. Uh, But I think where these price hikes feel particularly steep, customers are going to kind of notice this and and probably question it. And I think ultimately uh, it could kind of backfire on these companies. You know, as we all kind of assess 
um, which monthly payments we want to keep and which ones we want to cancel. If the price hikes are really steep and, you know, are above inflation, you know, I think they might be the payments that people cancel first. I, I do think it's worth checking your contract if you do notice any really steep increases. With phone and broadband uh, contracts, some of the providers aren't actually allowed to increase um, uh, your payments mm. above inflation. So it's worth checking with any of these kind of um, subscription services if you do have a contract that, that kind of specifies something similar. So let's start looking then at ways you can save, starting with a breakdown from two of our listeners, Vicky and Luke, looking at the subscriptions they currently have. Hi, my name is Vicky. I have multiple different subscriptions. Most of them are paid for monthly. I do pay for one yearly and that is Disney Plus, which uh, I split with my brother. So he sends me half the money for it. That is relatively good value for money. However, it has gone up a lot in price this year. It went up about £20. So if it continues to go in that trajectory, going up that much every year, um, I, I can't see myself being able to afford that for the long term. Most of the subscriptions I have are pretty good value um, and pretty fairly priced. Seven ninety nine for Am- Amazon Prime, that's really not too bad. I think the most expensive and the least value for money would be YouTube Premium. I pay for YouTube Premium monthly, uh, though I am considering cancelling it because it's about $17.99 a month. It's, it's the most expensive one by far. I'm Luke and I have a number of different subscriptions for a number of different services. The ones I pay for myself by way of direct debit are Apple TV, Amazon Prime and Spotify with Amazon Prime being the yearly rate and payments for Apple TV and Spotify coming out more regularly. I have, along with other members of my family, shared use of a Disney Plus and a Netflix account, which are paid for by other members of my family. I do actually make use of them all. I kind of alternate between the three streaming services and Spotify gets me to and from work. Amazon Prime is really important to gift, get for gifts and various different things I would like. And I would actually consider them good value. But I think if I was going to consider culling one, it would probably be Apple TV. Because lately I seem to be coming less back to that one less than the others. Um, but mostly I would consider them good value to have. It's so interesting to hear what subscriptions they're both paying for, and I'm sure it will resonate with many listeners. And it's such a good starting point, isn't it? Just actually pausing for a minute and looking at what's coming out of your account on a regular basis. So Grace, when it comes to saving money, Vicky and Luke have a few ideas already. They both mentioned sharing a subscription with family. How does this work and is it worthwhile? Yeah, so most services will have a plan for two people or a family. So Spotify have premium duo plan. Um, and if say if you live in a household with another person, that's gonna cost that's gonna save you money because you don't have to buy individual subscriptions. You could actually save um, you know, £71.80 a year um having this duo subscription. And for larger households, there's a premium family plan on Spotify. That's $16.99 a month. It allows up to six users to get the Spotify premium benefits. So obviously you don't have adverts and you can download songs offline. Um, And that will be a saving of £515.40 for the year um, compared to six individual premium subscriptions. So it's definitely worth looking into these, these larger plans or like, you know, teaming up with your family and making sure you do that because there's big savings to be made. Is there also the case that you could have one subscription and use it in a couple as long as you're both not using it at the same time? 
Yeah. The thing is, they want to make sure you're in the same household. I think that's the main thing. Um, If you're in the same household, then, you know, you could easily be listening to it at the same time together. But I think that streaming platforms are now trying to crack down on people sharing pass passwords with each other I think everyone does it right you know like I've definitely used my sister's Netflix password before and we don't live in the same household and you know I think for a while that wasn't necessarily like a priority for Netflix to crack down on but now they are actually trialing something in Latin America um, where your people are having to you know physically pay a few more pounds a month to if, if you want to use it in different locations and I guess I don't know how mm. they're gonna you know actually check that these people don't live in the same household. They may have something that would check the location. But I think it's definitely something that they're keeping their eye on now because so many people, I've seen stories online of, of people saying that they still have like their ex-boyfriend's <laughs> password to Netflix and they're still using it. Um, so I think that's definitely something they're trying to crack down on. And another saving um, that Vicky mentioned to us, um, in addition to the clip you heard earlier, is that she pays for an ASOS subscription annually, which is a good point. You know, if you can pay in one lump sum, just how much could this save you? And do you think it's enough weighed up against the fact that you're then locked into paying for a full year? Yeah, it's, de- it's definitely one to think about, you know, because I think ASOS, um, you know, I think premium delivery is like £10 for the year, mm. but standard delivery is £4 a time mm. or five ninety nine for next day. So even if you're just ordering like two, if you use next day delivery twice in the year, that's, it's paid for itself. Um, so sometimes you do have to think about it in, in terms of like an annual payment. A really good tip for saving money is to rotate the streaming platforms that you use. So that that would mean that one month you would have Disney, maybe you'd have it for two months, but then you could cancel it and have Netflix for two mm. months. And then you're just paying for one each month. And That's a really good idea. Especially because why do we need it's great having all this choice but sometimes it's Mm. worth making a list of like the stuff you want to watch watch it in that two-month window and then switching platform and if you buy it annually you can definitely save money um but if you cancel it it's unlikely you'll get your money back you're sort of locked into that year um so if it's a platform that you use all the time you know say take disney that's 79.90 for the year um, so that's a saving of £15.98 compared to paying £7.99 a month. And if you mm. use that throughout the year, that's your favourite platform. You go on it two or three times a week. I, I think that saving saving is worth it. But if there's months where you're really not using it, then you could easily cut that for two months and you've made the same saving just by mm. rotating them. Another tip as well, actually, is, is it's worth checking if the show you want to watch is at, is not available for free somewhere else because BBC, Channel 4, ITV all have free streaming platforms. Um, you know, they're free to use with a, if you have a, if you pay for a TV license and they have so many great shows and a lot of their shows are also on Netflix and mm, Amazon I've Prime. Seen um, so, you know, like you're watching Peaky Blinders on Netflix, but actually you could watch it on iPlayer for free. Mm, yeah, that's a great tip. And and speaking of, of freebies, can we talk a little bit more about subscription freebies? You know, when you sign up for something and they bundle it up with freebies to make the whole package more attractive. 
Now, listeners will know we often talk about the benefit of switching your current account when offers of a free 100 or 150 pounds or even a free case of wine are throw in. You know, we love to see it. But along these kind of lines, where are we seeing free subscriptions included in promotions? Because over the course of a year or two, it could effectively be quite a hefty saving to weigh up when you're doing your research. Yeah, so depending on what kind of deal you have with your mobile or broadband provider, um, some of the streaming services you pay for, you might actually be able to get them for free. Um, So it's well worth looking at the contract you've got um, to see if you are entitled to anything, uh, any kind of free streaming services. But also if you're looking to switch, um, it's, you know, worth keeping this in mind um, when choosing which provider to go to. So we know that Vodafone at the moment offers um, two years uh, free Amazon Prime, Spotify or YouTube Premium services and that's for um, pay monthly customers. EE also offers um, a kind of special benefit scheme that lasts the entire length of your contract and at the moment that means you could get um, BT Sports, Netflix or Apple Music for free. But yeah you could also look at uh, getting a packaged bank account as well. Um, Often you get free things like travel insurance with with packaged bank accounts. So yeah there are kind of lots of different um, uh, kind of ways to get these streaming services for free if you're if you have mobile broadband or packaged bank account. And now what about cashback offers here? I've been a cashback user for quite a few years now, I say proudly, um, and I probably earned a couple of hundred um, over that time for doing very little, essentially. Um, but for anyone new to it, how does it work and where are the best subscription deals? So if you are if you make a payment with a cashback credit card, you can actually get money back for this. Uh, you just need to remember to pay back what you owe each month to avoid um, the cashback gains kind of getting wiped out by interest charges. Uh, it's also worth checking what your what your bank offers. So if you take a look at your bank's app, they might have um, offers for specific cashback deals on a service that you you want or 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 are already paying for. So one example of this is American Express, which um, currently has cashback offers uh, on subscriptions for the Telegraph uh, and also Which Magazine. Mm-hmm. Uh, in recent months, they've um, they've had offers for uh, the FT, Hearst Magazines and The Economist. So it's worth keeping an eye out on this. You could also uh, get cashback on purchases if you use sites um, such as Quigo or Top Cashback. Um, so at the moment, you can get up to 64% cashback on your first month of paid membership on Apple Music if you use Quidco, uh, and you can earn £10 cashback from an annual uh, Disney Plus subscription. And these websites like Quidco and Top Cashback, they, they can be free to use, um, can't they? They have like a, a kind of baseline free um, membership, which is what, what I've been using to earn what effectively has been like a couple of hundred pounds over the years. Yeah, that's quite a lot of money, isn't it? Over, you know, a couple of years. And yeah, if there's if the membership is free, then you you are just getting money back for doing your ordinary shopping. You know, I completely if if you haven't done it before, I do recommend giving it a go. It it really is just clicking from the cashback site to the website that you're purchasing from um, and you get a percentage um, of that purchase. Yeah, makes sense. Um, and while we're talking about getting things for free, or or kind of at least, can we talk about free trials here too? Um, Grace, you mentioned one earlier when you were talking about Pret, and they do lure you in, don't they? Um, but you could use them to your advantage, right? Yeah, definitely. They're such a good thing to take advantage of, but um, you know, you really need to make sure you definitely diary when that free trial ends. So if you're not going to mm. keep it, you can cancel it and not get trapped into another 
another month. Um, We've all done it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but actually, a lot of music streaming sites have, you know, they, they usually offer about 30 days free trial if you want to compare them. Or you can even jump, you, you know, you could jump from one to the other. So, um, you know, Amazon Music, Unlimited, Apple Music, Tidal and YouTube Premium are all offering 30 days free trial at the minute for new customers. I've actually been using Apple Music at the minute and that was a free six month trial um, which popped up on O2 Priority for me. Um, so like that, that's been really great. And it's definitely one where now I can actually see how much I use it. And when that, when that subscription comes to end, um, I'll be thinking like, is that worth the money? Like, have I used it as much as I thought I would? So they are a really good way to, to actually work out if they're worth the money. But yeah, the main tip is make sure you can make sure you know when this is ending so that you can cancel it because you usually have to enter um your you know your card details to access the free trial so it makes it so much easier for for them obviously to take the next payment and you may have forgotten that you've done it so you just have to be on the ball if you're going to take advantage of them Now, with so many of us signing up to these various subscriptions, each with their own direct debit coming out of our current account each month, often at different times, it can be tricky to keep tabs on where and how much we're actually spending. And for help with this, I'm going to bring in witch journalist Charlotte Gifford. Now, Charlotte, you've been doing some homework into budgeting apps for this week's episode. Talk us through what you've been looking into. Yeah, so budgeting apps or subscription tracking apps will basically work by using open banking to create a full picture of where your spending is going across different bank accounts. So it's really useful for keeping track of different subscriptions that may be coming out of different accounts, basically. So I downloaded three of these. I downloaded Emma, Money Dashboard and Snoop, which you can do for free. Um, I trialed it for just literally a week. Um, and I didn't really have very high hopes about what I was going to see because I'm mm. usually quite on it with subscriptions. I'm so that sort of person that just like gets the free trial, sets up the reminder, and then I'm just out of there. Um, so I thought like, oh, oh, I'll be, you know, this won't help me that much. I'll be fine. But actually, mm. it was really useful. So it gave, you know, gave a sort of full picture of where my spending was going. And I think what was especially useful about it was it shows you those recurring payments that you might not think of as a subscription. So, for example, I don't have a gym membership. I'll just occasionally go to the gym. I'll just occasionally go for a swim, just a one-off payment. Mm. And I thought I was confident that I was spending about £12 a month. But then when I looked, um, this was on Snoop, I think, or maybe Emma, um, I saw that it was sometimes going up to kind of like £25 a month or something. And I was like, huh, okay, mm. what's going on there? And, and the answer you might already have guessed is that sometimes I was going during peak times and that made quite a big difference, actually. So, you know, I worked out that, you know, Mm. if I went peak times all the time, it'd be like £100 more expensive a year or something. So that was, you know, that has sort of made me a saving potentially, right? So that was really helpful. But for sort Mm. of keeping track of all those different um, outgoings, these things really are quite useful. Um, they, They each kind of offer quite different things, though. So... For example, Money Dashboard is is relatively simplistic, I would say. Like, it, you can't really break down um, the spending in quite the same way. You can see if your spending is going up or down based on a category. But I didn't find it so easy to see, like, which merchants I was actually spending more with and that kind of thing. Um, Emma, by comparison, I found, like, very user-friendly and transparent. Um, and Snoop actually had the additional benefit of Snoop basically lets you compare deals across um, subscription and bills. So, for example, you know, 
your mobile phone contract. It will show you if there's a better deal out there for you right now or your home insurance. Um, so again, like quite a useful, a useful thing there. It's interesting that they show you deals. Um, were these good deals? Were they worth switching to? Some of them were quite good deals. So, for example, on my mobile phone contract, you know, it was suggesting some potential SIM-only contracts I could consider once mine runs out. So that was handy. But um, it it was a little bit like it was sort of a list of, of basically all your different options. So there also were deals out there that, that I don't think would have been good for me or weren't really worth it or where it was kind of like, you know, a 25, £25 Amazon voucher for the same amount, which, you know, it makes the only so much mm. of a difference so so that is true is that I think you know like kind of quite useful but um it does show you sort of a whole range of options a bit of an overload and were you using these apps for free presumably there are kind of higher tier versions that do a similar job so Emma for example it's free um that's the one that I use was the free version but you can also pay 60 pounds um a year for um pro Emma pro I mean, having looked into it, I, I don't really think that it would be worth it. You know, with Emma Pro, you get double cashback rewards and you get the ability to track your net worth, apparently. Um, but I think I just feel naturally a bit cynical about the idea of spending money on a subscription to try and spend it does less feel a bit on your subscriptions. Mm. Exactly. So, um, so mm. I feel as though, you know, it does the trick for free and it's not really worth it, I would say. That's good to know. And and generally then, how did you find the process kind of monitoring your banking on a daily basis much more often than you might have usually? Yeah, it's it's happening more and more now, isn't it? People getting, you know, notifications on their phones about whenever they're spending some money, about how their bank balance is mm. doing. And on the one hand, that's that's quite useful, right? For for keeping track of spending, you know, these little reminders um can be super helpful. But I think that it did occur to me that, you know, right now, so many people are, are so stressed about money and so worried about it. And so many people are struggling. And there were some things about these apps that I found a bit odd, odd. like, for example, Emma will basically send you a notification in the morning saying, good morning, rise and shine, like, this is how much is in your bank account. And I don't mm. know about you, but I just thought, well, that's quite triggering, potentially, you know, for mm. someone who's struggling, someone who's, you know, anxious about money, having that sort of every day, I don't know if that is very healthy. So I feel I feel as though perhaps with some of these things, you might want to consider turning the notifications off, actually. Mm, do you think you'll keep uh, using any of these apps? I actually think that I will. I think that I might keep Emma or Snoop, but I definitely will be keeping it for free. I will not be upgrading to the pro version. Yeah, I think I think that's a good shout. And Hannah and Grace, what do you think? Would you, do you Is it something you already do or would you consider? I have looked at them in the past, yeah, and I think what Charlotte was saying about not, you know, seeing the gym, seeing the time she went to the gym, and actually, is that worthwhile? And I think it's, mm. it's they're so good to like find those hidden subscriptions that you literally probably had forgotten that you were even signed up to. I like spent a bit of time actually like cancelling some subscriptions a few weeks back because I just was just found I had no money left at the end of the month, and I knew there must. I knew there was things to cut and it that took me a while and I think that app probably could have made the process mm. easier um had I like seen mm. what was coming out what was going in um so definitely if, if you're not willing to spend the time like going through all of your statements um they can be really worthwhile yeah I think I would consider using them as well I, I like Charlotte I don't think I would pay to use one um 
But um, yeah, I mean, I kind of use my Monzo app um, similarly. It kind of groups together your your spendings, like general groceries, transport. And I do find that overall kind of um, oversight of, of my monthly spendings really useful. But it sounds like this might go down into kind of even more detail. Um, so yeah, worth a try. And to finish then, I just wanted to touch on something people are calling subscriber fatigue. Um, Now, according to a recent study from research firm Kantar, the number of UK households that subscribe to at least one streaming service shrank in the first quarter of 2022, with more than half a million cancellations attributed to money saving. Now, I've already mentioned a recent rise to one of my subscriptions has nudged me to cancel, um, or at least soon to cancel. Do you think this is the future, especially as the cost of living crisis continues? Yeah, I I definitely think we see people cutting back. Well, you've already mentioned that you've been doing it, right? Yeah, and it's even stupid stuff. Like when I was looking, I realised that I was paying for like a Netflix basic account, but my housemate pays for like a premium Netflix service and that's linked up to our TV. So, you know, there was no reason Mm. for me to be paying for a basic account when I, I live in the same household as someone, you know, who was already already paying for it. And it's just stuff like that where, so, you know, so many of these, I just think really when there's, you know, if you're in the same house as someone, there's absolutely no point you both, you know, paying for the same thing when, you know, it's, it's most likely you watch TV together um, and, you know, you can just upgrade to these sharing plans for a fraction of the cost. And I definitely think that people are going to be tightening up and, and even like looking at what they actually use, um, you know, how much are you actually watching, watching something or listening to something or, or, you know, like, a, like I said, I was had like a vitamin subscription and I've now got like three boxes of vitamins that I've just built up and I have just not been taking them. And but equally, I've been being charged for them. And I just think it's definitely mm. such a good thing to go through and see what you're actually using. And, and if you can make savings, because, you know, that, you know that basic Netflix I was paying for. I think it was like six ninety nine a month. Like that's now six ninety nine extra that I have in my bank account. Yeah, I do think it's a really like fast um, way to kind of get your monthly um, cost down really quickly. Um, one thing I would say is I, I went to cancel a, yo- a yoga subscription I've got the other week, and then they actually offered me a, a much cheaper deal when I tried to cancel. So mm. people might kind of um, yeah be offered better deals when when they cancel. Um, so it's worth kind of looking into that as well. Yeah, I, I actually have done that before. I think now TV, uh, I've gone to cancel that a few times and I, I've been offered some better deals. Um, it's not a guarantee, but if, if you're prepared to, to live without it and then they, they offer you a good deal, it's worth considering. Um, but obviously, if they don't, you need to be prepared to act. You need to be prepared so that they might they might not offer you a deal. <laughs> but it's certainly a good one if they do. Thank you so much to, to Hannah and Grace and Charlotte for coming on the show today and to you for listening to this week's episode of the Witch Money Podcast. Now, over the next few weeks, we'll be discussing whether it's worth cutting pension contributions and how to save for a summer holiday. If you have any questions you'd like us to cover, do let us know in the comments wherever you're listening to the podcast or drop us an email at podcast at witch.co.uk. Please do also subscribe to the show uh, uh, to make sure you catch us again next week. For money news and advice, find us on social media at witchmoney and online at witch.co.uk forward slash money. This episode of the Witch Money podcast was produced by Rob Lilly with additional support from Ian Aikman and Charlotte Gifford.